obedience. Now, you see, we, we, we have always believed this and it's, it's important and it's also true. Essentially, we always conclude and believe that the issue of life and all that we are supposed to do hangs on one simple word, maybe six letter word. It's six letter F-A-I-T-H, five letter word, faith. Huh? Everything hangs on five letter word, faith. And there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing absolutely wrong with that. But I want to make you see this morning that as I begin to meditate and even study the word as well, I realize something that the key to anything about God is obedience. Listen to me. God will not even do a thing on the earth until he finds an obedient man. Is that okay? Now you're going to see where faith comes in. Faith comes in on this wise. It comes by hearing. But you see, you can't just hear and stay on having heard. Your response to faith is what? Obedience. So it's not a matter of hearing. We think it has to do with hearing all the time. We think it has to do with faith all the time. But see, faith without obedience amounts to nothing. There can never be a reproduction. Or what do I put it now? There can be results if you don't have faith without obedience. Faith demands that you respond to it. And your response is acting based on the instruction that you are given. I want to prove to you, I'm going to use two persons in the scripture this morning to illustrate to you the result they got because they responded to what they had. Hallelujah. The word obedience, who in the Greek there, actually means attentive heckling. Attentive heckling. That is attentive listening, if you will. Right? Attentive listening. By implication, compliance or submission. And I like that definition. To comply with an instruction. Or to submit to an instruction that you've heard. That is what the word obedience means. Now I want to repeat to you. You can't be blessed beyond the level of compliance that you put in in relation to what you've had. It, it, it has nothing to do with faith. In terms of what we call faith. And I'm going to make you see that later. I did ask the question on Wednesday for those of you who were not here. What did Adam need in the garden to continue to inherit and to possess his estate? Was it faith? Then he need faith. Adam didn't need faith one bit. So you find that in the truth says, faith is as a result of the fall. What God intended and what God needed to have from Adam is nothing but what? Obedience, compliance, and submission to the instruction. He simply said, don't eat. And that's all. If he comply with the word not to eat, he continues to remain the man in charge. He was still the king in Eden as long as he could do what? Obey and comply with the simple word that God said. Am I talking to somebody this morning? 
So it's not the number of messages you're going to be hearing. It's not the kind of fellowship you're going to be. No. That is why I discovered that some people can get results. Others can get results. The simple factor has to do with what? Obedience to what all of us have heard. The man that submitted himself and complied with what he or she heard in fellowship will get results as compared to multitude of people who are sitting there but never acted on what they heard. God responds to obedience and not just faith. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you the difference. Because see, faith, the way we use faith itself is, 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 I don't know, man. I'll speak more on that, but let me give you this simple illustration. And another thing again I want to point out to you is, we think prayer is the ultimate. I believe strongly in prayers. Just in case you don't know. I believe in prayers. I, I, I give myself to it. If nothing else, it helps me. Right? Because anytime I go into prayers, I have witnesses in my spirit of what God wants, or what He intends to do, and the things I know I will definitely come into. I don't joke with my prayer time, just in case you don't know. But you see, when you pray and God gives you instruction, He expects you to act on the instruction and stop praying. Am I talking to someone? I'm going to give you an example. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. Let's read 14 down to 16. The Lord shall fight for you. Now, this is when they came unto they came to the, the Red Sea. Remember that? Exodus. They came to the Red Sea. Israel came to the Red Sea. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. In other words, you shall be at peace. <laughs> Pastor Max was speaking about peace uh, a few days ago, is it? Right. 15 of the Bible now says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, And stretch thy hand over the sea, And divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground, Through the midst of the sea. What is happening here? Moses is being rebuked. When he was supposed to act, he was praying. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? See, so it means after you have prayed, you act. <laughs> you can keep on praying, praying, praying. God doesn't respond that way. When you finish praying, you get instructions while you are praying. Your blessing comes from you acting on those instructions. It becomes your obedience. Did you get this? But we don't understand. We think sometimes we just pray and then, well, maybe after we prayed, we just fold our hands. <laughs> well, what is it? We have prayed. Oh, the Lord has heard. We've prayed. That's how I've already been saying it. When you go into prayer, listen to instructions. These are the key things you need to find out. Can you imagine what Joshua did? Joshua had a similar thing. God rebuked him. The next thing told him, get delivered. Let him move around the city. Remember that? Action, obedience to the instruction in times of prayer is what will deliver to you what God has in mind for you. So here is Moses crying. This cry here is equal to prayers. Remember? The children of Israel cried in the wilderness and God responded. I mean, in English, God responded. Good means it's their prayer. You know, crying with groaning, if you will. 
That is to pray. You are praying intense prayers, intense groaning. How many of you have really come to the place of praying sometimes you get into tears? Now, I'm not talking about when you, you get into trouble and you want God to deliver you. You just begin to. Have you prayed? Things are normal. And you are just praying and before you know you went into the realm of praying and you see tears coming out of your eyes and you are folded. Have you experienced such a thing like intense prayer? That is the Holy Spirit praying through you. The Bible talks about the Spirit groaning. Sometimes you come to that dimension of prayer, you discover that you may be interceding for somebody far away that is close to you, that is connected to you in the spirit, but you don't even know that such a thing is happening. That's why some of you need to really know to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, and your privacy is very important. Hallelujah. Are you catching what I'm saying now? But what am I trying to make you understand? This is Moses praying, crying, falling down before the Lord. God said, come on, stop this kind of nonsense. What is in your hand? Say, Sir Roger, come on, stretch it. He already told him, do this and the people will pass through. You don't need prayer this time. Are you still there? Hallelujah. Prayer cannot be overruled, I said in my note here. But obedience to what God says is what causes things to do what to happen. Obedience. Obedience. You can't dispute it. Having prayed, you should hear. And having heard, what are you supposed to do? Act. In fact, you may even equate obedience to what you call faith. Hmm? Come on. Are you catching what I'm talking about? Action. Your obedience to what God says. Now if Moses have to keep on praying without the rod being stretched with the rest see parts, that's the issue. Some of us don't know. You see, we misplace some of these things. They are very simple keys in the word of God. Action, acting, moving with what God says. That's what produces what? The results. You want to prosper? <laughs> then you need to walk in obedience. I remember some time passed. Brother was in his fellowship. And um, in his community, when I met this man, he was supposed to be somebody that was supposed to have substance. He was working with an NPC. Initially, when we started. And uh, this guy was living below his status. Living below. When I entered this guy's house, I said, man, what is happening to you? With your level what is happening? Ah, I said, man, this can't be. So I told him, I was okay. Next month, you are getting out of this apartment, get something better. And he did that. He got a three-bedroom flat. I said, Pastor, you've really helped me. It's the same money that I've been receiving. Now, this is the next result. After that, I told him, I said, come here. With your level, you can't keep trekking in the city. You got to get a car for yourself. Less than two months, he got a car. The question is, where had all this money been? The same salary. It's not as if they promoted him within the same year. He made changes, radical changes. I gave him a tire. I said, dress neat. Because he was so rough. He started wearing tires. For the first time in his life, he put on a tire. But here is the whole story. I was in this revelation. And I was there by this gate. And I saw men come with whips in the hands. So I stood there and he said, we are looking for this man and we are told he's in this place. I said, yes, he's here. But you can't get him. He said, no, we need him. He can't make such progress. He is from our place. 
We want him out. I said, he can come out. I stood by the gate. So, he in his own, he was, can we use the word, timid in his mind. And he said, okay, pastor, let me go to them. I said, you can't go. So when I told like this, they were trying to whip him from the other side and they hit my right hand. It is strange, fellow brethren, that when I woke up, I started feeling pains on that right hand. For almost a week, my right hand was in trouble. And I called him and said, brother, this is my experience. He said, you are right. He said, my people don't want me to progress at all. So what I've passed through to them is a shock. And they have been to identify them. Now I told him something. I say, in obedience is protection. That is why I have to give you this story. You want protection? Live in obedience. You want security? Live in obedience. Am I talking to somebody? Obedience is a key thing. Simple obedience. Look at the word definition of obedience. Submission. Compliance. So it's simple instructions. God will give you to some people just for protection, not because of your own strength. Not because the people are anything better. But as long as God has chosen them, and say, stay under this man. That is all you need. Your struggle for protection and some other things are all under the simple covering because you are working in what? In obedience. We've seen things here. I told you the story of our young brother. Such a lovely guy that I lost. Out of disobedience, if I may use the word. All of you know him. My son Kingsley. The first revelation I had was the chain him to a post, a protection, I mean protector of a compound, chain him there. As at that time, you know, the first color TV I used in this, in, in, in my house was bought for me by him. And a video player. I was away. I think a caliber. Yeah. He brought his video player and color television. I just said, Pastor, you can't use black and white. But that to me, I mean, I was so impressed when I came home. I never could expect such a thing. Now, in less than about a year, there was this revelation I had. The chain is led to two poles and two military guards were guiding. And other people were coming to beat hell out of him or something like that. Now, sure, I said, what are you doing to him? Say no, he deserves it. I said, no, he doesn't. He said, why do you say that? I said, the black and white I was using, he removed it and gave me a color television and he gave me a video recorder. Please lose him. He said, are you sure? I said, yes. He's my son. He said, okay, because of you, we're going to lose him. And he lose that thing in that revelation. I came and called him. I said, boy, you better be careful. Now, where is he today? He left out of anger. We pleaded with him, did the best I can with all that he did, say, come back. I know I have a relationship with you. He was the first boy that was transcribing my messages into scripts. I love you. Come back. He went on. And he slept. He didn't wake up. He joined several three other churches. Not because God is not in those places. But there are some places God has said, you should stay here. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? God can just take you and say, stay under this man. Your protection, your covering, your security is in obedience to this man. That's all. Not because you are anything better. We are not saying to say we are better. But we are saying God loves obedience and protection and deliverance comes as a result of what? Obedience. Nothing happens on the face of the earth without simple obedience. Do you understand this? 
Some of us just walk in rebellion. We don't understand what we are doing to ourselves. We don't understand. God may be speaking thousand and one words unto you. You don't comply. There is no way you can make progress in life. Completely difficult. Hallelujah. Are you, are you Now when he says speak the word, the word is the bar. To speak rarely. In other words, it's not just talking all the time. Speak the word. That's the word that carries action. Speak the word. That's the word that subdues. Not just talking. God doesn't just talk. When he speaks the bar, he's bringing things into play. And so when he spoke to Moses, he says, speak the word. It's like they act at God over the Red Sea. <laughs> Are you getting that? Because it means to subdue. It means to answer. It means to appoint. It means to bid. It means to command. It means to destroy, if you will. Speak the word. Stop praying. Stop crying. Speak the word. And the rest will respond to the word you speak. And when Moses spoke by stretching the Red Sea, what happened? The rest responded. It means to subdue. It means to talk. It means to teach. It means to tell. Teach the enemy some lessons. By the things you speak. Am I talking to someone? I was praying with a brother yesterday. And there was this utterance that came and he said, Pastor, while you were speaking, you confirmed something in my life. I said, are you sure? I said, I was just praying. <laughs> but you have to be witness. Because that is God communing. Are you following what I'm talking about? And the good thing the Lord personally told our brother that what you need now is prayer. Then I said, why well, have you delayed this much? If God already told you what you need is prayer. What are you waiting for? Obedience will set you free. Will deliver you. We bring you to your place of possession. Am I talking to someone? <laughs> Let's look at Genesis. I'm going to give you three examples there. Genesis 22. Hallelujah. Simple obedience. Simple obedience. I, I don't know. Why is it difficult for man not to obey? I think it's something we pick from Adam as well. Because disobedience is what drove Adam out of the garden. So to come to the place of dominion again, all we need is what? Obedience. Are you there? Genesis 22, 16 to 18. I remember the same instance that a lady in this place, that same season, went to the hospital, she was pregnant, she was about to deliver. And the child was breached. They went for scanning. The child was across. And they wanted to go for operation. And somebody told the husband, Why don't you take this woman to the pastor first to pray? Before the operation. And I was in the house and they knocked on the door. She was there. So what's the problem? Said the child is across. Transverse. Scan everything clear. So they are going for operation. I said, God... Let this child turn before they get to the hospital. She was delivered, no operation. Simple obedience. You see, God will want to respond to some things because you obey certain instructions. Are you catching what I'm talking about? Because you obey simple instructions, God can just turn some things around. 
That's not the volume of prayers. I love prayers. But I pray for instruction, sir. Is that okay? I pray with my ears open to receive guidance that I will implement when I leave my player closet. Action is what produces results. Prayer is to seek answers. For instance, let me give you another example. I've already been telling you this. Jesus has so many disciples, but he needed to do something. He went to pray all night. And when he came back, he appointed 12 and he called them apostles. What does that mean? All the all night he went to pray was to seek who should be apostle among the disciples. When you do all night and you come out, what do you get? Huh? That's a problem. Hallelujah. Are you catching what I'm saying now? Action. That's what produces results. Genesis, are you there in 22? Okay. Let's see 16 down to 18. God was swearing to Abraham because he thought Eliezer was going to be the heir. Remember that? Okay. And he said, by myself, I best one say the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, that's when he made the sacrifice. Remember, Mark Moriah. And has not withhold thy son, the only son, Isaac, that blessing I will bless thee, and he multiplied, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sun which is upon the seashore, and the seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Come on, look at the last part. Because. No, because you prayed. <laughs> because thou has obeyed my voice. I'm going to do all of this because you obeyed my voice. Oh, come on. Let's see. Can we go back to re-emphasize the place of obedience? Don't say I'm going to do this. Even the whole nations of the earth are going to be blessed because one man obeyed. Just as the whole nations of the earth are in trouble because one man disobeyed. Are you catching this? I'm even going to send Christ a type of Isaac because you obeyed. So you see, where will blessing come from? Obedience. So no matter the level and the amount of prosperity messages that you hear, if there is no corresponding obedience to act on the principles, cash cannot be delivered. cannot be delivered. Mm. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to come to the place of fruitfulness, the place of, you see, there are some things which we call struggle that must cease. They must cease. God is too, too, too consigned to bless us. He's too, he's too much positioned to bless us. But what he's seeking for is obedience. Hallelujah. Will you do what I ask you to do? That is just it. Look at Abraham. Because I said, bring your son and you did that. Now, son by myself, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless all your seed. I'm going to bless all nations. All because you did what? You obeyed my voice. What has God ever told you? 
What is God speaking to you? What have you ever heard in this ministry? What have you ever heard God speak? Is there any way? Are you hearing God at all? That's the question. Those of you who know me, you know I'm so concerned with the issue of hearing God. I'm so concerned about that. Eventually, there is no message I preach and it doesn't come in somehow. I'm so concerned about that because that is what really establishes you with God and that's what delivers to your hands. Security of our life is hearing God. Praise the Lord. Please understand me this morning. I want people that will live in obedience so that their prosperity will speak. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of the most difficult things in the area of obedience is the issue of finance. Remember that? And that is why you see, when, when, when look at the, the, the young rich ruler. I said, what must I do? To enter? I keep the, oh, I've done that. But he has been obeying every other law. That I've done from, it's okay, you sell and Finance, obedience, they don't come together. <laughs> Every other thing, yes, I can obey, but when it comes to money matter, no, we have to reconsider it, sir. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You know, if, if you don't know how to tithe, for instance, you always have the excuse, and sometimes when, it, but you see, when the thing begins to hit you, begin to dawn on you, every little thing that comes into your hand, that spirit of obedience will be saved. Pay your tithe. Tight it out. And like I've told those who are in charge of the offering, before you ever you give me anything that belongs to me, remove the tithe. I don't want to see it. Because that shall not tax thy brother. Am I talking to somebody? Because when it comes to hand, temptation begins. That is where you will know how much you are supposed to spend the expenses that is resting on your head. You begin to make all the calculations. So, that shall not tempt thy brother. Remove it before you give it to me. So that when they give me an answer, have you removed it? I say, yes, fine. Let me have it. I have to be accountable to the Father. Are you following what I'm talking about? Obedience will produce. And so, you are blessed today. In Abraham, because Abraham did what? Obeyed. And Abraham is our father. He said, look unto your father, Abraham. Abraham simply obeyed. You see, this is why God called him a righteous man. We were even saying that just a few days ago with a sister and a brother of driving. What is righteousness in God's standard? He's simply obeying what he says. Hmm? Abraham obeyed, believed what God said, and it was counted to him for righteousness. So obedience is walking in what God says. And walking in what God says becomes what? Righteousness. Who is a righteous man? It's a man that obeys what God is saying. It's so simple. And he will watch over the righteous. So who is he watching over? Those who obey. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. The path of the righteous shall be like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Who is the righteous man? The man that obeys. So your path becomes a shining path because you do what? You obey. Come on. Can God help these people? Is God leading you? Why not you follow the leading? 
He ordered the full step of the righteous. He knows where. The full step of the righteous, the full step of those who obeys. Who does it will. Hallelujah. Like, how many of you know the book of First Corinthians chapter number 10? What story do you find in First Corinthians 10? Story of Colonials. Remember that? Act rather, I'm sorry. The book of Act chapter 10. Huh? You remember the story of Colonials? What was the commendation of, of God on Colonials? Your arms and your prayers have become what? A memorial. But I have a question for you. Remember when Peter came, Peter was only speaking and the Holy Ghost came down. Hmm? Are you listening to me? But how the revelation here? If Colinius had not answered or responded to what God said to go and bring Peter, the Holy Ghost would not have come. The Holy Ghost fell because Colinius responded in obedience by sending to come to his house. And when Peter came, he didn't have to start talking about the Holy Ghost. He didn't have to start praying about the Holy Ghost. The baptism was not what was after, but God knows what he was doing. He wanted to do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. Carlinius wasn't praying for the Holy Ghost. The household wasn't seeking the face of God for the Holy Ghost, but we know he was praying. He had other things to were praying for. But God did exceedingly above all that you ask or think. Because he obeyed the simple instruction. Go and get Peter. Hallelujah. Are you still there? He obeyed a simple instruction. That is what delivered the Holy Ghost to his family. God may be instructing some of you severally. But the problem is you are not responding. And so God is not releasing. But I know that will change from today. So that you come to the place, the very position that God has ordained for your life. There is have to be a change. By simply obeying and walking in the direction that God has charted for both of us. God has a place for you. Is that okay? Are you listening to me? Let us even assume this. Calling us from the picture was a prayer person. Was a giving person. When Peter came, assuming Colinus now said, let's pray. No, I am just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Peter, you are here. Okay, let's pray. Let's seek the face of the Lord. Would I have delivered the Holy Ghost? There's a time for praying. There's a time for acting. There's a time for listening. The prayers of Colinus have already accumulated. And one of the rewards for his praying was the release of the Holy Spirit. Now he has to act in obedience. For Peter to come. And Peter was only just reciting stories. But what God has in mind for Colonials have to be delivered. Because there was obedience and obedience. Because Peter obeyed at the end. And Colonials obeyed in sending the messengers. Are you catching this? When two obedience come together. Outpouring. Glory to God. Are you following this? Okay, let's see. What do you think the Holy Spirit is even doing for us today? First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Are you there? I'm reading from verse 1. I, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. 
A letter according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Through what? Sanctification of the Spirit. Unto what? Come on. Are you there with me? First Peter chapter 1. Through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Grace unto you and peace be what? Be multiplied. Now I take this from the message. Message translation. I Peter an apostle on assignment by Jesus. The Messiah writing to exiles gathered to the four winds. Oh come on. See. This is where this is where the child got it wrong. Help me, Lord. When the Bible says the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and it talks about he was going to send his angels to the four winds of the earth to gather the people. Right? We often think it has to do with the trumpets are falcon of the earth. Four winds actually speaks to wherever a Jewish person was. Is that alright? Okay. Not one is meeting, not one forgotten. So interesting. Wherever you are, you are not missing and you are not forgotten. Can you get this message? So even humanity that went out of the presence of the law is not forgotten and is not missing. Not one missing, not one forgotten. Verse 2 says, God the Father has eyes on each of you. Can you say amen to that? And has determined by the work of the Spirit to keep you obedient. Through the sacrifice of Jesus. To keep you obedient. Through the sacrifice of Jesus. That's the key thing. He has determined to keep you in obedience. Why? Because it was obedience that made man not to continue to remain in dominion in the garden. It was not lack of faith that drove Adam. It was lack of obedience. What do you need? Obedience or faith? Genesis 1 and 2. You can't be talking about faith in those principles. It's not about obedience. Hallelujah. Are you see that with me? Say, may everything good from God be yours. Can you say amen to that? May everything good from God be yours. Why? Because he's keeping you through, I mean, obedience through what? To Jesus Christ. He's keeping you in obedience. So, may everything good that is yours come to you. Hallelujah. I told you obedience before means attentive hackney. Remember that? The word grace in this place is charis. It means gracious as anything of manner or act, abstract or content, literal, figurative, spiritually, especially the divine influence upon the heart. Grace. When it says grace be multiplied to you, it's talking about the divine influence of the spirit upon your heart. To respond to what God says. To live in obedience. So it's not just the issue of divine favor. The favor comes in because there is an exertion of influence. Can you see what happened to the woman that fed Elijah? Say the Lord have commanded. That is the grace. So when God commands you, you have grace. Because there comes a divine influence in your heart to obey everything that God will want you to do. Now the woman's oil will not have been multiplied until she gave in obedience to Elijah. Remember that? Am I talking to someone? Divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. Oh come on, I like that. Including gratitude. 
divine what I really what I really love in the definition is the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. You know that when there's a divine influence of God and walking obedience, there is a reflection. What happened? There is a manifestation of the result of that obedience. What was the reflection in that woman? Her oil multiplied, her debt were paid. That's a reflection in life. In other words, if you are living in obedience, it must be revealed that something is happening to this man. There is a uniqueness that comes into your life by living in obedience to what God says. That's what is grace. And the Lord said, He's keeping us in obedience through Jesus Christ, and then grace will multiply unto you. So that every good thing that is yours will do what? Will come your way. When the good things begin to come, that's a reflection of life now. Based on the divine influence on your heart. By implication, if God will not do this, we can't obey him. Are you still there? Hallelujah. When you say peace be multiplied for you, the word that is irony. Irony, if you will. It means to join, it means peace. One of the key words there is prosperity. Hmm? Peace be multiplied to you. Prosper be multiplied unto you. Through the divine influence in your heart. It becomes a reflection in life. How do you want to walk through life without manifesting something? The more I see this, the more I begin to know that there's so much in my life that God must bring forth. Especially when we remember what the Lord told us a few weeks ago about the, 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 those who were not in Bible studies. You couldn't get that. School of Timothy. Now, the Lord talks about the glory of the Son, which He manifests ever by turning water to wine. And He talks about the glory of the Father. Every son has a glory. Come on, am I talking to someone? Obedience will release the glory that is in your life. That becomes the reflection in life of that which is the divine influence upon your heart. Can you see how this thing works? Hallelujah. Are you catching it? Okay. So you see, now, in the book of Hebrews, where he says, for without faith it is impossible to please God. No, because somebody is going to quote that to me. Are you there? Well, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and he said, What of them that diligently seek him? The word faith, epistis, it means persuasion, credence, moral conviction, persuasion, without faith. Who is going to persuade you? There you are. But that is still have to do with the divine influence upon your heart. It's only then you can be persuaded. So you can't talk about faith without what? Obedience. Now, see how it works. You receive faith to live in obedience. How? Because faith comes by hearing. So you first receive instruction and the Holy Spirit persuades you, create a conviction in your heart and by the divine influence in your heart, you act on what conviction you have received. And then you get results. Are you, are you got what I'm talking about? So faith is simply what takes us obedience. Obedience is what brings the results. But faith leads you to what? To obedience. 
That's what I was telling you. There was no faith in the garden. What was needed in the garden was what? Obedience. But now that we are fallen, there have to be a persuasion. There have to be a conviction. There have to be extra energy put in place to convince us of what God has in mind for us. And when that is done, and we cannot go into action with disobedience, and we get results. Hallelujah. You know, when you look at Matthew 16, you're going to see a story there. Verse number 8, the Bible says, Which when Jesus passed, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why is he among yourself? Because he have brought no bread. You of little faith means they think they don't have faith. And so we teach several levels of faith. Because they said little faith. So we should talk about strong faith and things like that. Now the word little faith is oligopistos. Oligopistos means incredulous. That is lacking confidence in Christ. When he say, oh you of little faith, those words are joined together. Oligopistos. And it simply means incredulous. You know, and that simply means lack of trust. In other words, you don't trust that Jesus can do it. That's what you mean by little faith. Hallelujah. Lack of trust, lack of confidence. Little faith. So, what do we really need faith for? I repeat. Is to get us back to the place of what? Obedience. We come to the place where we cannot see that, well, this is God talking to me. And there have to be that Holy Spirit exerting certain influence to create in you that you need to believe what God is saying. That brings your faith. Now, by the time you believe, finally, you now need to act on what the Lord has spoken. And then the result will do what? We follow. So whether it is money, whether it is children, whether it is traveling, whatever, whatever, whatever. Just name it. All you need to listen attentively so is to be able to hear the Lord. And that there will be conviction by the Holy Spirit. That what the Lord is saying is the truth. Please act. And when you respond by acting, which is now your obedience to what the Lord has spoken, the next thing that follows what is result. So God will say, like I said, Abraham, because you have not withholding your only son from me, you've come to the place of obedience because you heard my voice. I'm going to bless all the nations. Bless your seed, and all the nations of the earth shall be what? Shall be blessed. Because you did what? You obeyed my voice. I challenge you this morning. Come to the place of obedience. Just come to the place of hearing what God is saying and living in obedience. It shall be well. Remember, all good things which God has put in place must come your way. Good things for the blessings of the Lord. He adds no sorrow. Good things. And the Lord has ordained so many of them that we cannot see. But as we live and walk in obedience, they will come our way. You can't be rejected. Somebody feeling rejected? You can't be rejected. You can't be rejected. You can't be rejected. Hallelujah. You can't be rejected. You can't be rejected. There is no rejection for you. I sense something strong in my spirit. Somebody's feeling rejected. You can't be rejected. 
Not even your place of work. You can't be rejected. Because you carry he who cannot be rejected. Christ is the source of life. The Lord be with your spirit.